0: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about everything you need to know if you're going to Disney World this summer, including how to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a positive review. Shout out and thank you to Apollo Andy and Mission Media Video for your recent reviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe for bonus content or leave a one-time donation at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, it is Memorial Day as we're recording this. And so that means it is officially the start of summer. So we want to talk a little bit about what you might expect if you're going to Disney World this summer. There are some changes. And of course, there's the brand new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction. So we want to talk about all of that. Before we get to that, Leslie, we have some new patrons to thank. Who do we have?
1: That's right. We want to thank Katie S and MJ. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. And we, of course, always appreciate everybody who is supporting us and has supported us over the years.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. All right. So let's get right into it. Disney dropped quite a bit of news a week or two ago, and that is starting on June 8th, You will no longer be able to add Genie Plus to the length of your ticket. Uh, Before we talk about what that means, let's just say that for all intents and purposes, nobody who is going to Disney World in 2023 is going to be able to add Genie Plus to their length of ticket. Unless, Leslie, I found this loophole. If you move to the United Kingdom, like our patron Sam L, then you can get a package with tickets with Genie Plus on that. But other than that, if you are stateside, you no longer are going to be able to have Genie Plus on your ticket. For 2023 and also for 2022 if you don't buy it before june 8th
1: yeah it's really crazy so um i guess we'll get into what that means i mean i think if you're somebody who's definitely going in 2022 and you can still buy for your trip and you really think you're kind of the the person who's leaning towards using Genie plus on all or at least most of the days of your trip this might be the time to pre-commit and why is that joe
0: yeah, so I think what this is going to mean practically is if you don't have Genie Plus on your ticket or if your annual pass holder, actually, if you're on an annual pass holder, you already had to deal with this nonsense. You are going to have to worry about both purchasing Genie Plus and booking your Genie Plus Lightning Lanes before or at 7 a.m. on the day of travel. Now, that should be okay theoretically, but in the... The announcement, Disney added these three key words that may change everything. We obviously don't know until June 8th, which is after we're recording this, but they said that Genie Plus will be subject to availability. And if I had to guess, Leslie, I do think that they're going to make Genie Plus subject to availability because I think one of the problems they have, and we've talked about in the past, is that too many people have Genie Plus, which is what is causing all these problems and these late return times and having to say that you can only get two or three rides per day.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think the goal, at least until they fix Genie Plus in some way, shape, or form in in another way, like by adding more attractions, which will take years, I think the goal is to probably limit the number that they sell. Are they going to half the number of what they sell right now? Probably not. But I think that the practical effect is at least on higher crowd times. So like Christmas week, Thanksgiving week, you know, major holidays. I think people are going to have to face the possibility that that genie plus may sell out so waiting until 655 to purchase is really risky because it may be gone at that point this means folks are going to be needing to stay up until midnight or 1201 when genie plus does go on sale and you know risk losing sleep on that end to be able to get what they want for the next day
0: yeah and adding to that remember disney has sold a bunch of genie plus That has already been added to current tickets, so you know there's less availability there already. Maybe in 2023, it'll be better since nobody, unless you're from the UK, has Genie Plus on your tickets already, but a lot of people already have Genie Plus on your tickets. Now, we can only speak from our kind of personal ideas on these things, but Leslie, I know that after this announcement was made, you went to add Genie Plus to your tickets, and I also went ahead and added Genie Plus to my son's ticket, even though it's not really going to matter because I have to do Midnight because of my annual pass anyway, but is that what you would recommend for people or at least that's what you feel most comfortable with yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually had already purchased Genie Plus for my trip later in June just because I didn't want to have to deal with like tech being, you know, problematic, timing out on me. You know, I just didn't want that hassle. It was only taking this trip with my son. So the cost for two of us for a Genie Plus for four days wasn't going to be game changing and it was worth it to me to not deal with it. But for people... Who are taking trips later in 2022? Again, I think if you're the kind of person who thinks you're going to use Genie Plus for at least half your park days anyway, I think it's worth just sucking it up and paying the extra money and having it preloaded and not having that worry about it selling out, about the tech glitches. I mean, that is really my strong recommendation. And if you're going during a peak holiday period, it is a no brainer to me. You should buy it (laughs) in advance. Like, do not pass go, do not collect $200, just buy Genie Plus.
0: The other question you might have is if you have already bought a ticket and you haven't added Genie Plus to it, if you have not traveled yet, you can add Genie Plus. You either go into the app or go onto the website. You find there's a change ticket link where you can modify things, where you can change the length of the ticket. You can change whether it's a park hopper, or not a park hopper, and you can add Genie Plus. You can do that up until June 8th for the Genie Plus portion of it. If you're looking to add that, go ahead and do that. And for once, I actually do not think Disney you know, they do this a lot. I don't think Disney is trying to create artificial demand here. I do think that they think that not adding Genie Plus to length of ticket will solve some of their capacity problems, which is why they're cutting it off. So I don't think they're like trying to force you to go out there and get it. Although, of course, they are kind of making a lot of people feel the pressure to go out there and get it. Okay. So moving on, just a couple more Genie Plus updates. What do we need to know, Leslie, about what is on individual landing lane? What's on Genie Plus? What is changing this summer?
1: So this summer we've already had changes actually through the spring where one ride in each park that used to be a paid individual lightning lane got, I guess, demoted to Genie Plus. Um and those were Or ra- upgraded if you're the <laughs> yeah, user. Exactly. Upgraded if you're buying Genie Plus, de- uh, demoted if you wanted to pay for individual Lightning Lane and not have the hassle. So anyway, those rides are Space Mountain, Expedition Everest. Frozen Ever After, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. But now with the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in Epcot has also bumped off of individual Lightning Lane and moved to Genie Plus. So that's two rides in Epcot that used to be paid Lightning Lane that are now part of the Genie Plus system there in Epcot. So that's something to think about in terms of your Remy strategy. I mean, there are a lot of people like me who (laughs) I haven't gotten to go on Remy's yet. And I actually was happy just to do paid lightning lane and have, you know, the shorter wait for that. So now I got to, you know, wrestle with getting a Genie Plus spot for it. So I I, I don't know if how I feel. I guess it's free. So <laughs> freer, <laughs> something like that included in what I'm already paying. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, say goodbye to Test Track, Leslie, if if you want to go on Remy's. Just a quick reminder, the paid individual Lightning Lane attractions at each of the parks are Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom, the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, and Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. All right, so let's get to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Now, Leslie, you and I are going to be there, hopefully riding it together. Well, maybe... Not together, but around the same time in a few weeks. Let's talk about what are the different ways that you can get on this ride. And good news, everybody. The virtual queues are back.
1: Insert groan here. I thought we were done with those. I really wanted to be done with those. But, you know, just adding another layer of complication and another thing that you need to do at 7 a.m.
0: You're awake, You're awake anyway, right, <laughs> Leslie? You might as well just, uh, you know, throw another shrimp on the bar.
1: That's right. That's right. So the virtual queues are, are back. And for Cosmic Rewind, it's the same as it was under the old Remy's and Rise of the Resistance. There are drops at 7 a.m. and then at 1 p.m. The 7 a.m. drop, you can be anywhere in your hotel room in PJs, but the 1 p.m. drop, you have to have actually tapped into Epcot to be eligible to try for it. And then we have this additional chance at a virtual queue for folks who are staying in the deluxe resorts and can get those late evening uh, hours and at 6 p.m. PM, there's a drop for that crowd. So if you, you know, are there on a night where Epcot is open late and you're staying in a deluxe resort, you can be eligible for that drop as well.
0: Yeah. And there's no restrictions on the 7 a.m. drop. Like you can be on site or you can be off site. The only thing is that you have to have an Epcot park reservation. Now, back when the virtual queues first started, when Disney World reopened. It was pretty easy to have a reservation to park A, get your virtual queue, and then switch reservations to park B. I would say you can't really count on that anymore. Park reservations are a mess. Uh, They're still kind of sold out all the time. So remember that you're going to have to have a park reservation for Epcot at 7 a.m. when you book that individual lightning lane, and you may not be able to change that park reservation. So plan to go to Epcot as your first park that morning. And also a reminder that you cannot park hop until 2 p.m. So if you're going for the 1 p.m., you de facto have to have a Epcot Park Reservation to get in before 1 p.m. Now, the virtual queue, the way you do it is you go to your MDE app. uh, You can click on the three lines or the hamburger icon, whatever you call that. Click on virtual queue, join queue. You can confirm your party at 6 a.m., so that is a way to save time. So go ahead and confirm your party at 6 a.m., and then right at 7 a.m., you want to refresh. Use time.gov to pay attention to the time. Refresh right at 7 a.m., and get that virtual queue, hopefully. The best thing to do is if you have multiple people going, have everyone try to book for everyone in the party. They're not going to book you twice or anything like that. And hopefully at least one of you gets through. And then a nice tip from Scott Gustin on Twitter was that you should keep trying for that virtual queue until at least 7, 12 a.m. Because that's the amount of time it takes for people who are trying to purchase at 7 a.m. to time out. So until 7:12 a.m., you still have a chance of getting it if people, you know, their internet goes out or other people's Disney IT problems may become your reward
1: that's right and definitely do try on as many phones as you can i mean even if you only sort of have one disney expert in the family i you know double fist with two phones and i i used to do this to you know i'd be watching time.gov and i'd be sort of alternatingly refreshing with one thumb and the other thumb on you know just to get the exact split second right so i mean yeah it's this it's this again joe i can't believe we're doing it but we are <laughs>
0: Hey, I mean, what else could one ask for for a relaxing family vacation than to have multiple phones out and octopus hands or whatever? That's right. But it's free.
1: It is free. So, hey, something. Hey,
0: yeah. This is actually... Right. Yeah. So I feel like the octopus from uh, Little Mermaid playing the drums or whatever. Oh, the last thing is it does seem like, you know, it's only been a few days, but it does seem like they are letting you in as long as your boarding group has been called, even if you're outside the time window. Like technically it's an hour or two hours. I can't even remember for how long you're supposed to have to go back. But if you're boarding group one. If you're amazing and you're boarding group one, you know, you can still go at 8 p.m. and they'll generally let you on. If they give you a hard time out, just be like, I can't control what boarding group you gave me. So, you know, please let me in. And I haven't heard of anyone being turned away yet.
1: Yeah, same.
0: All right, the other way, uh, which ironically is maybe simpler to get on Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. I mean, I guess it's just as complicated is individual lightning lane. How does that work? Just quick reminder, Leslie, for people.
1: Sure. So individual Lightning Lanes go on sale at 7 a.m. for guests who are saying on property, off property, you can't buy right away. So you're essentially out of luck because these do sell out for an attraction like Cosmic Rewind and they'll be long gone. So the same process as any individual paid Lightning Lane, you go to your app, you go through the purchasing steps. Uh, For Cosmic Rewind right now, the price is between $14 and $17. So push that upper boundary Uh, used to be you know 15 was the cap so here goes Disney with slowly having the prices creep up so far the data is pretty good like paid lightning lanes aren't selling out in half of a second you know they are selling out in a couple of minutes so you do have to be right on it and be ready to pay if you're going to pay at 7 and and go through the, the steps quickly but it doesn't seem to be that you have to have the absolute fastest fastest finger so far yet and i think that's because disney guests do like free and they're trying for the virtual queue first if they can get it for free and you know then sort of resorting to paid lightning lane as they get more desperate as their vacation goes along
0: yeah i think my strategy just because i don't know when i'm going to be back is i'm going to do paid lightning lane with one phone and virtual queue with the other and hopefully ride twice but yeah i'm not sure i'm only going to be there for a short trip which means that I have a lot kind of riding on one day, but if you're there for a longer trip, have a couple of Epcot days. Whichever day you don't get Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, you can kind of build in as a de facto rest day or rest in the morning type day. Um, that's kind of what my personal suggestion would be about all of this. Now, what uh, do you need to know about the ride? We haven't ridden it. I generally avoid spoilers, but I do know it's a backwards launch roller coaster that does swivel. Like, I don't think you're always facing the same direction as you're riding on this roller coaster. Now I hear the track is very smooth, but because of where you have to look, you know, like what makes one sick is your brain or what you're looking at visually isn't uh, jiving with the direction that your body is moving. So I think there was a lot of that. And uh, I guess enough people felt sick because now they're offering vomit bags, disposable vomit bags at the end if uh, people need it. So I'm a little concerned, Leslie, for myself. And I I know you have some vertigo issues as well, but uh, still, we're gonna gonna do this. We gotta rewind cosmically or whatever the verb is for this attraction.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned too, but I think, (laughs) I guess at least I know what to expect. So I'm gonna have to sort of like, you know, I know what bothers me and, and hopefully I can keep my head in the right position so that I don't get vertigo. I don't, I don't throw up. So I, I at least won't, I won't have that problem, but whether I'll be able to like stand up straight for the rest of the day is another question. So we'll see, we'll test that out. How do two 40 uh, something adults with vertigo handle cosmic rewind?
0: <laughs> yeah. Why, why do we like going to Disney world? I don't know. I don't right. know. Uh, Brooke McDonald did say that if you're having problems on that traction, just, Try to keep your eyes focused on the ride track, which is generally a good advice. The thing is that it sounds like the attraction wants you to look other places. So we'll just have to see how it goes. We're right now we're committing to try to ride it twice each, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Maybe once will be enough. (laughs)
1: All right, and then we'll we'll see if our if our uh, kids are willing to give it a shot. I think my money is on no for mine, so.
0: I was thinking of pushing my son to do it, but then once I heard about the vomit bags, I was like, although he doesn't, he, I mean, he doesn't vomit a lot, but I don't know, I it's just something I don't really want to deal with, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, so we want to end with a few quick tips just about summer travel to Disney World in general. First, uh, we want to say that there's lots of stuff coming back, to walt disney world some with summer dates announced and some that they just say coming back in the summer for example uh finding nemo big blue and beyond the new version of the finding nemo musical that's coming back this summer even though we don't have a specific date yet but uh what we do know is the connections cafe which is a new quick service at epcot has opened i saw super crowded photos of that over Memorial day weekend so hopefully that works itself out Hoopti Do Review, which people have been waiting for, is coming back on June 23rd. Reservations are open now. That's like dinner and a show. And Leslie, your favorite, of course, or special to you, Harmony Barbershop on Main Street, USA is reopening on July 31st with reservations opening on June 28th. So that's just a few of the things that are coming back this summer.
1: Yeah, it's exciting to see things slowly, but surely, you know, adding back into the mix and Harmony Barbershop. If folks don't know, that's a great place to get a first haircut for your baby or toddler. My son had his first cut there. You get the special souvenir. It's it's a lot of
0: fun. A couple of other tips for the summer for weather. You're just going to have to expect super high heat and humidity and rain and so you really just have to be prepared to be stuck somewhere when there are thunderstorms that have lightning a lot of stuff shuts down at walt disney world so that includes the skyliner which will affect us leslie since we're both staying at caribbean beach resort but also if there's lightning out pretty much all the outside rides will shut down. So the other night I was looking at my Disney experience just to check wait times because I'm cool. And this is what I do in my free time. And it was about 7 PM and big thunder mountain railroad, seven Dwarfs mine train, Astro orbiter, even Aladdin, like all these outdoor attractions were shut down. And I was like, huh, is there a thunderstorm in Lake Buena Vista right now? And sure enough, I pulled up my weather app and that is indeed what happened. So you kind of need to be ready for this in the summer. And so I don't know what what do you like to do, Leslie, when there's a huge thunderstorm at Disney World?
1: I mean it's a great time for a break often the thunderstorms in the deep south I mean they are in the afternoon when it gets so blazingly hot and humid that like the atmosphere just can't take it anymore so that's a great time to just be taking a break back in your room anyway you know I I do think it's important in the summer just to avoid the heat to get started early and then you know you're off hopefully also avoiding that afternoon thunderstorm window so yeah I mean that's that's a great thing to do I mean there's the hotels have got indoor activities you know people obviously have different levels of comfort with that. It's still at this time, but if you're at a value, hit an arcade, <laughs> you know, it's not a bad idea.
0: Definitely. And the other thing that I would suggest is weather forecasts, of course, especially around thunderstorms in hot and humid areas in the summer, they're not going to be perfect. But if you can try to get an hour or two ahead of a thunderstorm, get back to your hotel before then, or get into a dining reservation before then, that kind of protects you from being stuck somewhere where you don't want to be stuck i remember this one time i was stuck at hall of presidents for like half an hour doing a thunderstorm and watching people like you know the, the streets in the magic kingdom like flood when the heavens open up and so I was watching people just kind of swim through, uh, not as bad as it was uh, earlier this year, but they were basically walking through an inch of water to get to where they were going. And, you know, I just, I was just stuck at Hollow Presidents. I didn't want to walk out there. So I was just there for until the thunderstorm cleared out. So keep an eye on your weather app and hopefully you can work your way around the thunderstorm. Kind of going along with that, because it's so hot and humid, I think in the summer, more then at any other time in Walt Disney World, you really have to take breaks and not go all day on your trip.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, this is why I'm taking a little bit of a longer trip with, you know, just my son. And we're building in even a break day into the trip because going (laughs) from park open to park close, I mean, it's just not possible in... June, July, August, it's it's just too miserable. You need you need breaks and we're going to be spending a lot of time at our pool as well, especially on our day off, but also, I think probably on other park days as well.
0: Definitely agree. You just can't go at the same pace you would go in the winter because you know, you're know you just being drained of energy and body fluids all the time. Um, so yeah, definitely stay hydrated in the summer. Now, kind of our last tip for the summer is with all these thunderstorms and unfortunately with the current state of the airline industry, there is a non-zero chance that you're going to get a flight cancellation on your last day. So we just kind of wanted to remind people that as long as you are on the last day of your ticket, you can always add an extra day to your ticket, which is called bridging the ticket. So for example, let's say I have a five-day ticket and on my fifth day, uh, I get the note from my airline that my flight that night or the next morning is canceled. Well, I can go to ticket or guest services at any time during that last day and be like, can I add a six-day of tickets? And they'll just charge me the difference, which is from five to six days, it's like 20 to $40, uh, depending on what type of ticket you have. So Definitely bear that in mind. It is much cheaper if the timing works out to bridge a ticket than to, say, buy a universal ticket for $220 uh, or whatever. And so that is kind of an option that you can remember in case your flight gets canceled. And I know that we're a Disney podcast, not a travel planning podcast in general, Leslie, but what recommendations do you kind of have if you get flight cancellations coming in?
1: The first tip I would give is just immediately try to get an alternate flight. So, by any means necessary, get on the phone, get on Twitter, find different ways to communicate to the airline because everybody else who's on that flight is going to be scrambling to find you know alternatives as well, and those will quickly go away um, as other people book up those spots. So that's really important. And this summer is going to be a rough travel air travel season. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And just have some flexibility and be prepared to go to another airport. I mean that's sort of one thing that I do a lot and I'm lucky to live somewhere that, you know, we do have three airports in the Bay Area so I can do that, but but you know, offer solutions proactively to the agents that you're dealing with and do your own research so that you can say here this is an option that solves my problem, like book me on it, and they'll be much more willing to help you. But but this does require some advanced uh, air travel techniques, and it stinks. It's just going to be the way it is this summer um, with, you know, staff shortages on airlines. And then you throw in the thunderstorms in Orlando, and you know, it's the perfect storm.
0: The other thing I would add is probably not as much in Orlando, but maybe for your local airport, airlines do proactively offer waivers for changes like my friend's sister was coming in yesterday and there were thunderstorms f- forecast in both the chicago area and the boston area where she was coming from so the day before uh, her airline which was american airlines offered waivers for changes so that she could change her flight for free she ended up not doing it her flight came in on time and it was all Good. But this is the same thing that happened to me when I was there in February and there was a blizzard coming through. You know, airlines do proactively offer waivers, free waivers for changes so that you can get ahead of a potential delay. Um, So go ahead and look for that. What I normally do is I just Google name of airline and then travel change waiver or fee waiver or something like that and you kind of see what will come up and they'll tell you all the weather related waivers that you are eligible for all right anything else leslie about the summer that people need to know or are we pretty much uh, ready for our trip in a couple weeks
1: I don't think I'm ever ready for a Walt Disney World trip, especially not (laughs) given all this, you know, craziness and everything that's been going on this past year, but uh, we're going to have a blast, Joe. So I I know folks, you know, just sort of embrace the chaos and the frustration. You know, I'm going to try, try really hard not to micromanage as much as I usually do. All right, Joe, well, let's close this episode out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us?
0: My Disney don't is don't be rude to customer service agents or cast members, whether it is the airlines with flight cancellations or lack of housekeeping in hotels, or whether it's cast members dealing with your questions about Genie Plus or why it's not working or why the app is broken. The reality is these frontline customer service reps, cast members, They're not the ones who came up with these policies. They're not the ones who are trying to make your Disney World vacation as difficult as possible by having you stay up until midnight and then wake up at 6.55 a.m. So please don't take out your frustrations on the cast members or the customer service reps. It is going to be a tough summer uh, in terms of travel because we're still not back yet. But pack your patience. Take a deep breath. Enjoy what you can enjoy. That's the best that we can do. I know that it's a large investment, but uh, getting angry at people isn't going to get you any more on the investment that you've already made. So do your best to be kind and courteous to the cast members who are doing their best.
1: Very well said, Joe.
0: All right. Well, that does it for this episode about this summer. We hope all of you who are planning to visit Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or anywhere really this summer if you're getting out there this summer hope you have a safe and wonderful time if you have any questions or anything you'd like to add please let us know disney deciphered at gmail.com at ww deciphered on twitter or on facebook and instagram disney deciphered other than that leslie thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and i will see you with the vomit bag outside of guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind
1: thanks joe